High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. Michael Graham in Washington, D.C., munching a muffin and drinking a coffee joins me now. Michael. Well, first of all, I'm not going to put up with that insult that I'd be drinking coffee. As your listeners know, George, I drink Barry's Irish tea every morning. <laughs> I also apologize for how I sound. I have a bit of a cold. It's been going around uh, the office. So uh, I emailed my doctor last night, got an email this morning. And as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to walk right over to my doctor's office where I can be seen immediately uh, and get treatment, blah, blah, blah take care of that and to go on with my life because that's how it works in civilized countries where the average wait time for a bed for surgery is zero. You wait none. You go when you want to go. You and your doctor schedule it for when you want to have your procedure. But you wouldn't know anything about that. No. Living Hold a minute water now. of socialist third world thinking known as the EU. All right. Now, hold on. I've, I want to tell listeners that I, I called you in the earlier, in the middle of the night, your time, and said, Michael, with your total commitment and belief in <laughs> private enterprise, could private enterprise fix the fact that the best that they can do for people over here is 18 months waiting. That's the best they can do. And tens of thousands of people in pain and suffering uh, are waiting. Now, you probably, though, have a substantial checkbook in your back pocket, and that's why you (laughs) get seen quickly. Actually, no. Uh, I have uh, health insurance like the vast majority of Americans do. Uh, through my employer, and then I also chose on my own to take my insurance policy over to this medical service where they offer a program. It's $199 a year. So what's that work out to? About 15 bucks, uh, maybe 12, I don't know, nine stones, 12 pounds. And by signing up for that, I, I'm guaranteed to see my doctor within 24 hours. I'm guaranteed to have my test results back in a certain amount of time. I have a special internet interaction with my doctor so I can see my own test results, blah, blah, blah. I get this premium service for the cost of a meal a month that I choose to add on to that. Because I choose, because I go out and shop, what has happened is, <clears throat> excuse me, I apologize again for, for my cold. Ten years ago, I started working with a company that offered something similar. We call it concierge care. It was a lot more expensive. It was about $1,000, $1,500, if I recall, and it didn't offer as many uh, okay. services. But, well, but, let, me, let, me finish, let me finish. Let me finish. What has happened is more and more people have gone, you know what? I'd be willing to spend – I'm not going to spend $1,000, but I'd spend maybe $800, and someone else says I'd spend $500. And the competition and pr- fight, price fight – have now created what it always creates, whether it's your car or your cell phone. I get better care for less money, and that is what the your listeners, George, just simply will not acknowledge. They understand that competition is the reason why you have so many great pubs around you and why you can go in and get a great drink from a guy who doesn't know how to brew beer, doesn't know how to distill uh, Irish whiskey three times, of course. You can go down to the street and get a great meal featuring exotic vegetables from around the world that nobody in that building knows how to grow. But you can get it all and you can get it at a better price in real value than you could 15, 20 years ago because of free markets and competition. Okay. And then you look at me and go, I don't know what to do about the fact that our hospitals suck. Duh. Yeah, by the whole of a while now. 
Okay. It, it, tens of thousands. I kid you not. Like about a, a hundred thousand people are, are, are waiting 18 months or more. Like some people aren't even on a, they're not even on a list. Mm. Okay. So there's people on a list who are waiting, but there are people who can't even get on a list. Our health minister this morning in an extraordinary statement, he said he was ashamed. You'd think he had nothing to do with that, you know? You'd think he was a bystander. Uh, Simon Harris says, I'm ashamed about this. Now, hold on a minute here. Can I put this to you? The reason you get all this fabulous health service is, one, you're white. Two, you have a job. Three, you can afford to pay, or you're, more importantly, your employer can afford to pay, the huge premium for your health insurance. Not the 199 bucks you're talking about. That's an add-on. You're, now, however, there are people in America, mostly black, uh, who are unemployed, uh, and cannot afford health insurance, and they they won't see a doctor immediately. They won't be in a hospital bed immediately, and they won't be looked after. Whereas over here, they have to wait eighteen months, but they will get seen in eighteen months. In America, they'll never get seen. And of course, you know that's not almost everything George just said. By the way, is completely no, fictitious, including exactly. the notion that most people who are uh, struggling economically are black. There are more poor white people in America because there's just more poor people and poor white. There are just more white people, so they, there's more of them, although it's a smaller percentage. But here's my point. Nobody in America goes without health care, and it's not just because we have a sucky nationalized system called Medicaid. Which no, is no, Obamacare, and you were totally no, no, opposed no, no. to us. No, no, no. Obamacare is the let's put more people on Medicaid. No, we've we've had since the 1960s, we had this crappy system. That's like your second because you have a two tier system. So we have the second tier system. Nobody who shows up for an emergency room with, you know, walks in broken arm, whatever, is turned away. You sit in the emergency room. The average wait time is six hours or less. And that's those numbers are inflated. It's not even that bad. Um, so we have this crappy system for crappy care. But remember, about half of all the health care dollars in America are spent by the government. You talk about people who don't have jobs having health care. They have the best health care. It's called Medicare. It's the other system. It's for seniors. And seniors have this amazing, incredibly expensive system that's sucking all the money out of our, uh, uh, of our taxpayers. And it's skewing us towards the same problem that Europe has, which is why Republicans right now are saying, let's reform the system by using competition. And well, I hold a while. Why are you so opposed? You're going to be a senior citizen yourself right. soon enough. And why are you opposed to people like me, who you call geezers? Why are you opposed to people like me getting free care? Well, first of all, I'm opposed to anyone getting free care because there's no such thing. And your tweeters who are tweeting me at IMM Graham can say over and over again, but people are just entitled to health care. So what? You're going to call the health care gods? You're going to you know, sacrifice a chicken in a circle of rocks and the health care is going to fall out of the sky? Somewhere there's a person deciding what to do with their economic life. And they're thinking about becoming a doctor. That involves a lot of training a lot of knowledge, and a lot of risk. You can actually hurt people. It's just, it's a scare. It takes a certain level of courage to be a physician. And they're hearing, as, a, as one of your guests, George, told me, one of your nut job socialist nationalized healthcare medicine, no doctor should make more than 100,000 euros a year. Really? Okay. Then I tell you what, then you'll never have another good doctor because every smart young man and woman who wants to put their smarts to work economically will become a broker, a banker, an investor, or whatever, 
They're not going to take the risk. The way you get people to take the risk, the way you get hospitals to build more beds so that there's no waiting list is that you let them make money off what they do. And when they make money off what they do, you get more of it and it gets better. All right, but hold on. Is that true? No, make It's half-assed economics. The point is, if you put a hospital up there and it builds beds to make a profit, the people who haven't got the money can't afford to go and pay the money for the hospital bed. That's where your system falls down. We have a fabulous system here. It costs me about $10,000 a year. It's a fantastic system. It's called health insurance. And I can see a doctor in the morning, same as you can. I can get a, I can get a replacement knee in the morning, no problem. I can get all those things. But I pay $10,000 a year for my health insurance, Ingrid and I. The problem is... Yes, for the people who can't afford health insurance, the the old, the the unemployed, all those people, they can't do it. So a hundred thousand of them are waiting on the list. But then that's ridiculous for them to be waiting on the list because you're spending the money anyway, which is why the Republican plan that's being pr- proposed over here is very simple. We take away all the government crap. You don't get any of it. And instead, we give you a check. That can only be used to buy health insurance, a, an insurance policy somewhere from one of the many, many, many companies in America that sell health insurance because we have far more companies because we let them make money unlike you nitwits. And we give you the check not based on rich, poor, blah, blah, but based on age because an old poor person and an old wealthy person tend to use more health care than young, poor and rich people. So you get a voucher, you go out and you go shop. What happens when you shop? What happens is ABC Health Insurance wants your money. You know, XYZ wants your money. XYZ says, we'll give it to you for 10% less. And the other guy goes, we'll go 20%. And the next guy says, we'll throw in spare tires. We'll give you a toaster. And the competition drives the prices down. Well, guess who benefits, George, when the elite shoppers go out and shop smart and drive prices down? Just like what happened with your cell phone. Just like what happened with your car. Everybody's price goes down. Okay. But you, wait, let me finish. You nuts hate successful people so much. You nuts are so concerned about this mysterious concept of social justice that you would rather see everybody in a crappy third world healthcare system than see people in a system where, yes, smarter, harder working people have better outcomes than people who All don't. Right. Okay. I want I want as many people to win as possible, and that's called the free market. All right. Michael Graham is talking to me from Washington, D.C. on how he thinks the Republican Party could fix the HSE. Now, the first thing is, uh, currently, despite any text to the contrary, because they're all saying maybe America's rubbish or you're not qualified to talk <laughs> or whatever, the point about it is that our service has got to be the worst in uh, the modern world. I mean, there may be worse places uh, in Africa or Asia or whatever, but in in anywhere in Europe, we've got to be the worst. And uh, therefore, I would have thought we have to come up with something better than we have at the moment, which is the health minister crying on television and saying, I'm ashamed and I'm sorry and I'm upset, which is a load of balderdash. 
I don't know if you're the worst. I mean, I, I the system I've always paid attention to when trying to understand healthcare and whether or not socialized medicine can work is the UK. And the UK is horrifying. And you look at the number of deaths directly attributed to their terrible service, you the horror stories of people left in the halls, abandoned, left unfed, unwashed. It's no, terrible. Um, we're worse than them. If you say so, I just I'm that's just awful. telling you, you we we abandoned them unwashed and unfed in the hallway, and we put them on trolleys and and we sit them in a chair. I mean, like twenty years ago, my my eighty five year old father was left eighteen hours in the waiting room, uh, sitting on a chair as he was dying from cancer. So, like in twenty twenty years ago, we were moaning about the health service. We've done nothing. I'm I, I got a for ferocious rollicking this morning because before the show started I was talking to Pat Kenny on air he was finishing I was starting and I said you know we should try the American system and I got an absolute rollicking uh, because they said we should pay for it I actually think we should pay for it and we've got to find a way and maybe it's your voucher or whatever but what we have at the moment is disgraceful and, and let me say something about paying for it because I don't understand why this is so hard for sometimes for people to get. In Amer- I support I, – I hate the public school system in the United States. Our government-run schools. I hate it. It's stupid. It makes no sense that you send somebody to a school based on what neighborhood they happen to live in and how old they are. It's nuts. That, that says nothing about that person. But then people think, oh, so you don't want any government funding for school. No, no, no. I want taxpayers to pay I just want the the people who count, the moms and dads and students, to figure out what school is best for them. But I'll I'll help foot the bill because I get it that we need it. No one is calling for purely privately paid for uh, health care in the United States where everybody is stuck with whatever's money is in their pocket. Everybody supports something, some kind of no one's going to be left out. No one's going to be stuck in a hallway dying of cancer system. What we're saying is when you, t- when you do what Ireland's trying to do in your second tier system, I'm reading these articles, George, that you sent me about these bureaucrats standing around and we have formula 12 J27 and it says we should have 132 beds. Well, the formula J28, I'm like, what? you let bureaucrats call consultants to figure out, no, let the patients show up and wow. say, hi, yeah. I have insurance. Oh, oh, one one of the, great- the tax dollars and I'm doing my shopping my, my comparisons, you have to meet my demands. And when well, people yeah. have to meet the patient's demands, it changes the whole model. Well, one of the great bureaucrats at HSE was on our 6 o'clock news last night. And uh, honestly, apart from the American accent, you had him taped. Uh, he went on with gobbledygook, like they've got the XYZ plan and, you know, <laughs> if it equals the gross national product of Nicaragua divided by 12, we right. can get more people on bed. And You're listening to this guy and you know in your heart and soul that he doesn't believe a word of what he is saying. And I just don't understand how this country, celebrating a hundred years of its independence with one of the richest countries in the EU, it cannot get people onto a bed. I just don't understand it. And, I mean, do do I feel like I know I'm privileged? Am I going to give it up? No, I'm not. That's why I $10,000 buys me privilege. But it shouldn't buy me privilege. Well, you also pay lots of taxes, and those taxes help pay for other people. But once again, a p- part that people don't get is when you let some pe- – people say, for example – 
well, uh, healthcare is too complicated. I, you can't have people shopping for healthcare like they do for their local pub or whatever because people know if a beer tastes good, they don't know about healthcare. I agree with you. It's just like colleges. What's the right college? Cars. What's the right car? But if you have the people who are uh, well-educated, motivated, out shopping, who can gather the information, process it, and you have hundreds of thousands of them doing it, their wisdom translates out. You know what I mean? It's the reason why certain cell phone companies prospered and didn't because the geeks who were into it made smart shopping decisions. And the rest of us went, hey, they're getting good results. I'm going to follow their model. These are all the things that you'll never have a group of bureaucrats in a room figure out. There is no group of 10 people smart enough to figure out the individual needs, desires, hopes, and wishes of the millions of people in Ireland who do deserve better and who would find their way to better if you would unleash them and get the government out of the way. All right. Well, David Cork says economies of scale. 4.5 million Ireland can't compete with 300 million Americans. What Mick is saying, the listener says, is the money should follow the sick person. Now, what that means is that instead of spending money on healthy people, we should be spending money on sick people. And we spend money on healthy people, believe it or not. We actually give people... We spend taxpayers' dollars on people who are actually uh, uh, fit and well and have no problem about it. You should have a look at France and Germany. It works over there, says a listener. Uh, Obamacare will still be in place, Brian Natlone says, when Trump's term is up. The Republicans are terrified of changing it because they don't want to take responsibility. Answer that, please. Uh, there are definitely people who like the idea of everything is everyone else's fault, but I, I, I disagree with your, the, the comment because uh, the guy coming in to oversee health and human services, Dr. Tom Price, has been pushing that model I mentioned, the age-based voucher model, for years. There's a lot of smart science behind it. Of course, there's politics. I don't know exactly where we'll end up. We're definitely going to end up in a situation where the money follows the patients and the patient decides if it's time to spend it. One thing you can't overlook – one percent of our people account for almost a fourth of all the medical money spent every year. And that's the crux problem. If you could deal with the other 75 percent, we would have no problem. You really could go to a free market, just pay out of your pocket. And a doctor's visit would cost you like 40 bucks. Okay. But that one percent is the challenge. And so you got to have smart solutions. All right. Listen, you could listen to my new podcast Episode one today, unprecedented or unprecedented. It's my, I'm following Trump weekly by podcast, Michael. <laughs> you love it. Yeah, well, and you can hear my podcast every day, Monday through Friday at WashingtonExaminer.com. We do the first 100 days podcast where we get our reporters here at the Washington Examiner to update the daily okay. news on Donald Trump. All right. You can look at mine, Michael, if you if you let me look at you, yours. Exactly. You show me mine. I show, that's not the first time you've said that to me, George. Look, that's why I got this gig. <laughs> All right, take care. Michael Graham in Washington, D.C. Unprecedented on Newstalk.com. It's uh, Adrian Collins and myself discussing. That was the week that was Donald. Barry Kenny's going to join me for travel round about... um, one thirty, I'd say. And uh, I said it before, Mr. Hook, if you're going to have the most obnoxious conservative American commentator, why not balance it out with the 
slickest American liberal commentator. Uh, if you want to have extremely biased U.S. commentators on, blah, blah, blah. Um, yesterday, well, this week, we'll have a very liberal commentator from your phone uh, for uh, – California and on the podcast, unprecedented. We got another liberal for you, so you don't have to worry. They're all there. We just have to go out and find them.